This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Well, good morning, everybody. I am Glenn Geek in Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma, and you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for August 12th, episode 2495, brought to you today by Stateline Tech. Good morning, horse world. Hey, you made it to Wednesday. Only three days left till a weekend full of horsey fun. Lucky for you, you have Jamie and Glenn to get you through on Horses in the Morning. Not much has happened. Nothing's going on. We have nothing to talk about today. <laughs> That's it. Show's over. We're done. That's it. We're done. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I've got to tell you guys about what came to my door yesterday. We're going to talk to Dr. Christmas Wendy. Christmas early at the Jennings house. <laughs> Dr. Wendy talks about keeping your vaccine and health records in order. And we meet the host of the newest podcast on the Horse Radio Network, Alicia Harlov of the Humble Huff Podcast. So uh, we'll get started. And I am going to ask her how you say that word, H-O-O-F, and she oh my does God. the podcast, so we're going to let her be the final decider. You have said that before. I know, but I keep multiple losing. Multiple times, <laughs> but you lose every time. So do you, you, obviously, you've already talked to her. And no, I have for not. those who don't know, we have a very long, <laughs> long standing argument. I'd say 2,500 episodes worth. <laughs> yeah. What does a dog say, Glenn? Does a dog say... Woof, Poof. Uh, or does uh, a dog say woof? <laughs> woof, uh, like yeah. a hoof. Okay, yeah, woof. so it says it's, woof. <laughs> it's hoof and hoof. Oh God, it hurts me even to say. It. You know that Chad says that just to piss me off. Now <laughs> I'll be like, "How's your horse?" I text hoof? him all the time and say, "Do this; it'll make her mad." <laughs> <laughs> well, it's working. All right, all right, hey, all right, we, all right. Got, we only have three days left. We need uh, some more voicemails for our big twenty five hundredth episode, which is one week from today. We are celebrating 2,500 episodes. You know, you all have been such a big part of that, and we want you to be part of the show. We're going to we're gonna have two ways for you to be part of that special episode next Wednesday, and that's either leave us a voicemail, and we had some, we have had some great voicemails, and I have one I think we're going to start the show out with. And let me just tell you, you're going to need your tissues. You're a squishy mess cry? anyway. You are going to need your tissues for these. Mm. Uh, but if you'd like to leave a voicemail and be part of that special episode, and we'd love for you to do that, just go to horsesinthemorning.com on your phone. Just go to the website on your phone, and you're going to see a voicemail line button on the right side of the page. Click that, and your phone just says start recording. You talk into your phone. It's automatically sent to us. It's so easy. It's very clear and understandable. You're going to get addicted to it. I would love to do what they call the mailbag, and like we just go into play. If you guys have comments or questions anytime, I would love to hear what you have to say. To play um, random I'm- ones and see what we get. That'd be funny. I yeah, don't know. I if it, yeah. I don't know if random's the best idea <laughs> for so, swear word purposes. <laughs> or you can call in that day. We're opening up the phone lines. Jennifer's going to be here manning the phones and we're going to take calls. So we would love to hear from you that day too. So if you're available from 10 to 1130 a.m. Eastern time next Wednesday, we'd rather have you call and talk to us directly. If not, leave us a voicemail and just tell us what the show's meant to you. Uh, you know, and has it been part of your life? Or have we said something that you've then, I know we've gotten a lot of response from stories we've had where people went, oh, that's what's wrong with my horse.
horse, or I didn't know that about my horse. And uh, we'd love to hear those stories as well. Keep them short, keep them under a minute if you can, and we'll play all of them we get. Uh, Jamie, you might want to count on being a little long that day for okay. the show. I'd be happy to. Yes. So we're looking forward to that. We need your voicemails. They need to be done by the 15th. So you only have three days left because we need to get them together. So through the day Saturday. Is there a phone number that they could call to? Now, just this like- is the easiest way to do it. Just go on your phone to the website. It works for every phone. Just uh, it's super clear. We don't have to worry about it. Not not us uh, not understanding it. Yes, so. but if I was trying to get my dad to call in, oh. is there a phone number? Eight five nine two zero eight zero one five five. Okay, I'm writing this down right now. Eight five nine two zero eight zero one five five. Oh one five five. See, you're welcome, everybody. And a couple of uh, things I wanted to mention here before we went to our Daily Winnies is we had a guest on a couple of years ago who our listeners really, really liked. And uh, it was Jean, who was the founder and president of our MIMS Retirement Haven in Paris, Kentucky. Do you remember having her on? Oh, yeah. Our MIMS has a has a crazy story. I mean, it was she and, and, and Jean is just the a super big hearted woman. Yes. Well, she unfortunately passed away here last week. Um, and I just wanted to, you know, say we're thinking about her family. Uh, she died of cancer on August the 5th. Um, and I know that a lot of our listeners started donating after they heard that interview. Cause I've heard from them. They said, did you hear this news? Uh, I don't know. I haven't read exactly what's going to happen to the retirement Haven. She, she did a wonderful thing for horses out there and took very good care of them. You know, we always say we're very picky about which uh, retirement centers and which adoption agencies we talk about because there are so many that are not good, but she was one of the good ones. So we're, our thoughts are to everybody at our MIMS and her family. And uh, Jean was one of the good people. Uh, we also want to wish our best to Paul Tapner, who was a previous host of the eventing radio show, Tappers. Uh, she, he took a tumble, actually, while doing some training. It wasn't even at a show. And uh, he had two brain bleeds, which caused a small stroke. Um, he was just out for a hack, apparently. <clears throat> um, now, his wife said he's progressing well. He medically is doing good. He's at the hospital. He, you know... His long-term memory had wiped out his memory pretty much, uh, but his long-term memory is coming back. And he doesn't have any short-term memory yet, uh, but he is remembering th- little things now. So he's getting better, and hopefully uh, he'll be out of the hospital before long. But uh, our thoughts were are with Paul, too. He hosted that show for many, many, many years. And he's on the FEI Safety Committee, ironically, so I'm, I'm sure he was wearing a helmet. Uh, and, uh, but you know what? He took a spill. As happens. Yeah, so uh, our best to him, he and his family as well, and his kids. All right, let's do some Daily Winnies. This is Happier News. Uh, we have some birthdays, and I went back because we didn't have a show on Monday. I went back to Monday and found everybody I could so we wouldn't miss anybody. And these are our auditors. Happy birthday to Betty Fay, one of your good friends. Happy uh, birthday, Betty. Betty. Uh, Clover Spelchin. Which, Clover's just, I, if I had ever had a daughter, I would have named her Clover. That's a great name. Uh, and Clover probably is right now saying, You don't know what I went through in high school. <laughs> 
but I like it. <laughs> Rachel Swinski. Hi, Rachel. Ann Svensson from Sweden. Hi, Ann. Hope you're still listening. And new auditors. We have some brand new auditors last week. Carol Bacondi, Gabriel Jolin, Megan Mitchell, Colleen Norns, and Leslie Ferroni. Ferroni. Let me remind everybody that when he mispronounces your name, it's like a badge of honor because he will uh, mispronounce John Smith. Is Juan Smythe? I don't know. Is that French or Italian? Italian? Okay. So that's why I didn't get it right. Uh, (laughs) I said it five ways. I had one of them had to be right. Farrah won, Ferroni, Ferrone. I don't know. So don't know. anyway, Leslie, please don't hang up. Yeah, don't okay? hang up. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't cancel your membership. We don't appreciate cancel. it. <laughs> okay, my Daily Winnie goes out to my boarders who are currently right now down uh, riding their horse. We have one border. It's a little girl who's down the street. <laughs> we have one border there. Chad went to high school with the, the, the mom and the daughter's Lucas's age and, and she was kind of taking lessons and we found out. Anyway, it happened a long time ago. Luna is the horse and I just want to give them my daily money because I got a text message as I was driving in. By the way, my kid is on his first day of school. I saw the picture. He's so cute in his little little Catholic school outfit. Yes, he's going to Catholic school because they uh, can have their school open. (laughs) So that was a requirement. Um, Actually, there is a little more to that story we'll get into. Um, But I got a message from her as I was driving in uh, because I saw her car and I was like, good morning. She's like, good morning. Are you here? Uh, what's going on? Uh, I'm heading to the house. I got to go to work. I just took Lucas school. Is everything okay? <laughs> and then I get this back. Yes. Everything is now good. Zeus got the door open because we forgot to lock the bottom part. And then he let Stanley out and they were roaming around over here by the round pin while my daughter was riding. I got both of them back up and they are locked in. But now Zeus is biting Stanley because they're in the same stall and I don't know what to do. <laughs> like hashtag Zeus. Zeus. <laughs> Zeus doesn't like to do things himself, does he? He always has to get somebody in on the action. Oh, you got to get somebody involved. <laughs> I uh, said, well, for new uh, listeners, Zeus, uh, her Mustang has a habit of getting out like he can unlock anything. He yeah. And, and if there's a chink in your armor, he will find it. But he, he never does things it. alone. He always lets somebody else out to play with because it's no fun yeah. to play by yourself. It's no fun. No. I mean, what's the point? <laughs> and then she's like, Duke and uh, Zara are out, um, but they're not causing any trouble. So she's locked up Zeus and Stanley in separate stalls. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> There is a brand new stud colt in the barn <laughs> that is sitting there probably freaking out. Freaking out, yeah. I would like to tell you guys, I'm sorry if I'm slurring my words or if I'm just not 100% today because I've been up since 4 o'clock in the morning. Well, let's talk I, about that. You posted yeah. a video yesterday, and I was so surprised. Uh, Jamie bought a horse at... On an online auction. We talked about that last week, but it's already at your house. That was quick. Yeah. So um, I bought him off sporthorseauctions.com, or you can go to Internet Horse Auction to see all the different auctions that they have. Um, they're going to have one in September. I'm frightened. I, I don't recommend going to this website because you, you make bad decisions like me. Um, but turns out, I think I made a good decision. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, so I get this horse, Glenn. <laughs> All right. So I, I ended up buying a almost a, a, 
he'll be two in October, two-year-old Andalusian stud colt. Now, in my world, things don't remain stud colts for long. <laughs> they become little gelding colts. <laughs> he was uh, pretty proud of that, too, from what I saw. Well, Glenn, um, <laughs> you know, uh, first of all, shout out to Bob Hubbard Horse Transport. Man, I've used him now twice, and I just cannot say enough awesome things about the people they have. You know what? You get what you pay for. And of the, all the big companies, you know, don't do the hitch your horse a ride crap on Facebook. That's a nightmare. A nightmare. Ask Betty Faye and I. She and I have had a very bad experience hauling uh, through small haulers. So I'll only use the big companies. Sorry if I'm well, offending had a very anybody. Sh- shiny truck. He road and style. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a big semi. I'm sorry if I'm offending anybody listening that halts horses. Just send me your information. I'll do some research on you. We'll talk about you too. But, um, I use Bob Hubbard. I've used equine express. Both of those companies were amazing, but Bob Hubbard is their trailer was full. I mean, they're in a semi and there was a full, Oh my God, it's so cute. They let me walk around and see the horses in the, in the truck and the semi. Anyway, so they unload him. He looks, he's in great shape. They're like, He's a hog for water. He likes to play in the water. We keep having to clean his, you know, change his bucket out and everything. It's only been on the trailer, like, you know, I think 10 hours was the, 10 or 11 hours was the drive. He came straight here from Versailles, Kentucky. So he gets here and gets out. And I was like, is he a monster? Is he good? He's like, he's a baby. He's going to be fine. And he does look like, he looks like a baby, Glenn. He does look like a baby. I, I, I even thought that he looked like a baby. Well, there's more to that. Um, oh. so, <laughs> so the baby gets out and I, we turned him out and he trotted around. He's so cute. He's so pretty and he's very friendly. Um, and then, so I, I sit down, my, uh, my friend breeds, uh, Andalusians and I wanted to do some research on his brand and kind of get to know him because the seller of the horse, I, I, I found the breeder. And they're in Texas because this internet horse auction, you don't get all of the information. You kind of have to piece it together. You, you, I mean, I think you can contact them, but the seller was not very, um, forthcoming. I probably texted her and called her a hundred times and, and got maybe two or three responses. Turns out she lives in Versailles, Kentucky. She's going out of business and sold everything she had in this online auction. Yeah, so she had I, a few things on her mind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, so I, f- I found the breeder in Texas. I want to get them on uh, as a guest because I b- they sell all their babies for a lot more. So this lady, I think, in, in Kentucky lost a lot of money on this this little cult. So because um, I, I feel like I got them for free. I stole them. I mean, that's what on. you told Chad anyway. That's what I told him. I'm like, it's, like, it's free. <laughs> I was going to bid like twice as much. Uh <laughs> Well, when he say he was like, how'd the auction go? What'd you get him for? And I was like, babe, I got him for eight grand. He's like, what? I'm like, ha 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 ha. Just kidding. It was way less. <laughs> Three, 3,500. Now that makes 3,500 not seem that much. I'm sure he's listening to this right now. Anyway. Oh, I think he's figured you- out your tricks a long time ago. Well, when I said eight grand, he's like, oh, I don't think I should believe you. But he was like, really? Like, <laughs> scared. Anyway, so I get the horse. I get the colt and he's out and, but it's sunny and I wanted to bring him in. So I brought him in, but like, I know not to put mares next to him. So I put Kona, this like my little quarter thoroughbred gelding who's here. Uh, he's being fostered. So I've got him, he put him next to him. They're all fine. I get, it's an evening. I go to turn him out in the arena because he can't communicate with other horses. And he starts losing his mind running because he can't see any other horses. And I'm like, Oh, okay. I'll put Kona. There's a little tiny attached paddock to my arena. So I put Kona out there and he was very 
excited to see Kona. Um, Glenn, so excited to see the gelding that he immediately walked up to him, started sniffing his rear end. Kona kicked at him and the stallion, the stud colt, ejaculated all over the place. And I was like, okay, (laughs) well, you clearly know what all your parts are. And um, I'm going to keep that appointment with the veterinarian as of today at 1 o'clock p.m., the new horse will be castrated. <laughs> I'm like, I can't house this, but like, how am I supposed to do? I don't know what to do. This is so stressful and so frustrating. And, um, and I had made the appointment with the vet and I'm like, but it's August and it's hot and there's flies and I don't know what to do. How do I keep, you know? And I said, were the what teenagers do I do? witnessing all of this or were they gone by now? The Thank teenagers. God they were, the children were all gone. <laughs> The children were gone. I'm like, oh my God, what is happening? This is a, this is, you know, a two-year-old and they, uh, they know what their parts are. And so, um, I get sit down last night. So, so that's the thing. He's so out the there. vet's He's, coming out today for surgery. So the vet is coming. So I had called her. I'm like, what do I do? Do I do it or not? She goes, here's how you decide. If he comes off the trailer and he walks around, he puts his head down, he starts grazing and he's fine. Then, you know, wait till the fall. If he comes out on the end of a lead rope, like you're flying a kite, then you need to maybe keep the appointment. Or if he does the other thing. (laughs) Or if he just does that thing to a gelding, yes, we're keeping the appointment. So we're keeping the appointment and today is the day. Um, But then this poor guy, he gets here first day and he gets surgery. He's going to love you. Dropping him. (laughs) Dropping him. It's going to be awesome. Anyway, there was a, but so the other thing is he needs a name. I need to help y'all to help me. What's his official name? His registered name is Amistad. So it's like Amistad, but with a T on the end, Mm. which is, it's not a word. It makes no sense. That's why I want to get the breeders on because they named him and they, they branded him. And then I was like, okay. So, so basically. Well, does he have to have a Marvel name like the rest of them? He doesn't have to. I, he can do he can do whatever he wants. We can do whatever. It's my horse. I can do whatever I, I know, want. I know, but you've been on a roll here. I with do this. like the Marvel names. Yeah. We we are a kind of a Marvel family. So if you do have a Marvel name, extra bonus points. Um, but the problem is, Glenn, I'm like, who has a horse born in October in Texas? So, and the seller had told me, you know, and if you look at his papers, the seller told me. Did you me get he, papers or are they coming later? They will come later. They everything is at the uh, auction house. I think they. Have oh, they to do submit. have them though. It's not one of yes. those. We'll send. And you I've the seen papers. the papers. Okay. I've seen okay. he's a pre. Just he's, checking. <laughs> he's very well bred. Like I said, he's branded with the the breeder and everything. So the problem is, I'm like, how is he going to be two in October? Like that's a weird breed show. The seller. That's one of the things she told me. He'll be two October third. Okay. Well, looking at him, I'm like, there's no way he's almost two. And then I start talking to my friend Larissa, who is a a breeder of Andalusians. And she's like, no, 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 he's not. It's not 10, 3, 19. Oh, it's 310. It's European. It's Spanish. So the dates are mixed. So I didn't buy a two-year-old Glenn. I bought a freaking yearling. (laughs) Oh, so he's, I was thinking he was more. He's less. No, he's less. (laughs) He's even younger. He is four days older than Stanley. (laughs) Like, no, 
I wanted to have them spread out so I yeah, could start. And you also really wanted to have them starting years. soon. <laughs> yeah, and no, he's a, he's a yearling. <laughs> he did you tell Chad that? Yet? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. He was like, "Oh, so he's two and a half now? That's, That's great." That's what I thought. <laughs> no, 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 no. He's one and a half. So yeah, um, seller told me that. You and know I what we think of as a horse husband when you say that, right? More money. A year of vet bills and feeding before you can do anything yep. with a damn horse. That's what yep, I think. <laughs> exactly. That's pretty much it until I can do a damn thing. But at least he'll have a brain surgery today and all will be um, better. Anyway, I'm super excited. And he's still he's an evolution. <laughs> He's still in indelusion. He is a bit of a monster. I had tried to catch him last night to bring him in because, okay, so then uh, four o'clock in the morning comes and I'm like, oh my God, what if Zeus opens the bottom gate and all the horses go up next to the thing? I'm like, I, I got to bring him in. I've got to bring him in. And so at four o'clock in the morning, I got in my little beetle convertible, drove down to the barn <laughs> and went to I halter him. And of course he ran me over at four o'clock in the morning twice. And then I finally got him, brought him in. So he is not as handled as one would hope. Um, he's, he's friendly. That's good. Right. <laughs> so, uh, he's not very handled and he is, um, he, I, I saw, he kind of leads my vet was like, here's the deal. Can I get a needle in him? And I'm like, yes. She goes, then we can castrate him. We'll be fine. <laughs> Does she have a but dart gun? I hope not. <laughs> Hopefully we can get something in him before that. Um, but I'll give him some Omega Alpha Equine chill. <laughs> beforehand. Like triple dose, <laughs> triple dose him. But yeah, so so brain surgery today, and I need a name, and he's a yearling. So buyer beware at an auction. You never know what you're going to get. But again, it's sporthorseauctions.com. Uh, go on there very carefully because you'll end up buying a freaking yearling who you thought was a two-year-old. So what? Uh, where can people submit their name ideas? Oh, good question. Should maybe post What's a picture they- of them on the uh, Horse in the Morning Facebook page. Yes, that's a good idea. I'll post a video on Horses in the Morning General Facebook page, and you can go there, or you can shoot me an email, Jamie at Horse Radio Network. I have a Facebook page, Flyover Farm. Uh, you can see it there. And if she picks one of our listeners, I will send a box of crap. And Ella just, oh, really? Yep, I'll okay. send a box of crap. If, you, if it's one of our listeners, now obviously it's your horse, so you can pick whatever you want. But if it is one of our listeners, then I will send them a box of crap as motivation. Um, Ellen just said, call him Andy for Andalusian. And my friend Larissa already has that name for her Andalusian. Oh, and I'm like, why is her name Andy? Because she's in the Andalusian. <laughs> Duh. She also has a horse named 13. Yeah, that was your, a thir- your horse's names are always, Andy doesn't sound tough enough. Your horse's she names says, are like <laughs> Thor. And, you know. Or, yeah. 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 Andy, Andy sounds I mean, wimpy. <laughs> uh, Ellen just said, I want that box of crap. <laughs> like, better keep naming, girl. Keep coming. <laughs> So yes, uh, I'll do that. I'll do that if uh, if you pick a name. And uh, when do, when do they have to submit their names by uh, Friday? I don't know. Give it to me now. The horse okay. needs a damn name. Okay. <laughs> I'm calling him. I mean, I can't call him Amistad uh, for too long. You know, that's too hard to say. You can't. Yeah. No. And there's nothing short for Amistad. Stod, Ami. Nothing works. Ami. <laughs> nothing works. Amistad. <laughs> I mean, Stoddy. it's a slave ship that was overtaken by the slaves. And the, I mean, it's a great story, <laughs> but without the T. Yeah. So it doesn't even make sense. No. There must be a na- reason they named him that. It's a combination of something and something, probably. 
Yeah, I asked Larissa, I said, well, how did they name Andalusian? She goes, I have no idea. None. <laughs> <laughs> it's very just whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, It's not like thoroughbred racehorses where they combine this or that or the other thing. No, 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 no. It doesn't <laughs> seem to have anything at all to do with anything. Um, most people name them these ridiculously fancy names because they're just ridiculously beautiful horses. So, yes, he is a colt. He is getting gelded today. He does need a name, and he's very tall. Not what I was thinking. So is he, what's it, how tall is he? Uh, the, well, I mean, I haven't measured him yet because I. But really he's can't. lean. I mean, he's lean. So he, he's very yeah. thin. Yes. Yeah, so I've been um, talking to Karen from Kentucky Performance Products like, hey, so what do I need to do here <laughs> with this horse? Um, so um, well, he. So if yeah. people want to see pictures or video, she'll post that on our Horses in the Morning page so you guys can all see the new horse. And I'll post videos of his brain surgery today, too. And I'm sure we'll hear a lot more about this one as time goes on. And I'm guessing that it'll be about he and Zeus together uh, causing trouble. trouble. <laughs> That's what I'm guessing. Hey, I'm, speaking I'm of- sorry, I'm scattered. I'm so tired. Like I said, <laughs> four o'clock this morning going up and yarding a colt who runs over you twice. Yeah, we're good. So I have news speaking of racing, and then we'll talk. Uh, we'll, we'll get on with our health segment. But uh, I have some news just broke two minutes ago, and that is uh, Churchill Downs officially released the rules for the Kentucky Derby. Now, I'm trying to find when the Kentucky Derby date. Uh, oh, September the 4th coming up. September 4th. September 4th. Oh, wow. So now the rules for Kentucky Derby around the health and safety operations plan are 62 pages long. That's just the health and safety plan for COVID. And they did make some announcements. There will be no general admission. Anybody that bought tickets for general admission will be refunded. Um, they were going to limit general admission to the to the infield. However, they've closed the infield. There'll be no infield. Reserve seating on the sections that actually have seats there in the stands are going to be, which are very expensive, by the way, are going to be limited to 40% occupancy. There'll be no walk-around tickets, no standing around at all. Um, Temperature checks, medical questionnaires, physical distancing, and mandatory face coverings for everybody. They'll be giving you a care packet that is going to, they call it a healthy at the track bag. There's a clever name, huh? (laughs) (laughs) That's the first time anybody's ever been anything healthy at the track. (laughs) And it, yeah, normally I think you need one of these bags when you go to any racetrack. Yeah, uh, no kidding. <laughs> it'll include a disposable mask, a pocket size hand sanitizer, and a personal stylus for non-contact self-service wagering at the machine, so you don't have to touch it. Um, and uh, sixty-two other pa- pages of stuff. So you won't be able to go watch the horses tack up. You won't be able to do any of that stuff that are around the horses. You basically sit in your seat, go bet, get some food. That's it. Um, and they're still holding the race at this point, but, uh, I doubt too many of our listeners are going to be attending because if it's 40% occupancy, in my mind, that just means they can raise the price of the seats. Right. Uh, so yes, it's like, it's a, it's a special Kentucky Derby. And you know, those two that are always, that, that I hate that are always doing the, uh, they're doing the style reports with everybody. What are their names? The two, the two Tara Lipinski yes! and yeah, whatever Tara. his name is. Uh, They're hate, skaters. I hate those two. But anyway, they'll be there. <laughs> You're doing... not their demographic. No, definitely not. <laughs> so they'll be there doing mask reports. I bet 
because we're get, not only are we going to see fancy hats, we're going to see unbelievable masks. So I'm predicting mask reports all day. That's what I'm predicting. You watch. Oh That's going to be the thing. All right, let's talk about state line Enough tech. already. Jesus, <laughs> gosh. I'm so tired of COVID. State line tech probably sells masks on there somewhere. <laughs> I'm sure they do. But one of the things they have on special right now is electrolytes. You know, it's still hot everywhere in this country. Matter of fact, really they said yes. Arizona. Thank God you left. Did you see the report? They have had the hottest summer on record. Yes, I did see that uh, because Abby's been here all summer. She's gone now. But I was like, you're missing 120. (laughs) (laughs) They have had 25 days over 110. Wow. Their average has been almost 100. (laughs) I mean, it's been ridiculous. We in Florida have also broken records for heat. So, yeah, it's been a hot one. And electrolytes are very important. So they have a bunch of different kinds of electrolytes from Redmond to Farnham to Horse Quencher and Finish Line, all of those electrolytes. Some of them are up to 25% off, and you hardly ever see electrolytes at that. So definitely head on over to uh, StatelineTAC.com right now. Order your electrolytes. They have uh, multiple different kinds of pastes as well. Uh, uh, A lot of people prefer the paste. Uh, Some people prefer the feed-through. So either way, you can find them there at uh, statelinetac.com. They appear to still have the 25% off, 30% off everything off of 129 is still up there. So you're going to want to check that out for all of your other needs. Pretty soon, believe it or not, we're going to be talking about a fall and winter again. So uh, they also have, I, I want you to go there, see if you see it. If you're on Stateline Tech, when you scroll down to most popular, do you see the Easy Care, Easy Boot new trail on the right that looks like a suit of armor, the trail boot from Easy Care? Let me see. I'm so, do you I'm have that on your page? Electrolytes. The Easy Trail, yeah. Oh, wait, the Easy Care, Easy Boot, boot Cloud yes. Hoof thing? No, it's a trail care boot that looks like a oh, suit I of armor. <laughs> Looks like a little suit of armor on the Easy Care boots. That's pretty cool. It looks like Gladiator. Like. It does. It looks. I have never seen this before. It's bizarre looking. It is very bizarre looking. Let me tell you. But if you want to be styling on your Easy Care boots, there's an there's an option for you as well. They have those from eighty five dollars. So StatelineTech.com. Go there right now to find all of your horsey or personal or barn needs. All right. Who is bringing us the horse health report today? Today's Horse Health Report is brought to you by the Horse Nutrition Podcast on the Horse Radio Network. The Horse Nutrition Podcast covers topics you will all love. It highlights the world's most extraordinary horses and how they're trained and what kind of nutrition they're given. A part of Purina's Full Rain documentary series. Go to PurinaMills.com slash Full Rain to see them all. The latest episode is about vaulting horses. All right. So today we have a segment that Wendy and I did in the past. Uh, One of the things we've been hearing a lot about, of course, is vaccines. And also I've been seeing a lot of reports of EEE, West Nile virus, all over. All our news feeds are full of it right now. So a, a while back we had an opportunity to talk to Dr. Wendy about vaccines and keeping track of your horse's health records, which is something that some people do pretty well and some don't do so well. So we got an opportunity to talk about that. So I'm going to play that for you. And uh, we have a lot more show coming up, including weird news uh, and a little list for you today and another guest coming up later wrap up the show today i saw that the is that the usef has new rules on flu and i i i didn't 
really uh, read the article. I don't really know what they're talking about. Can you fill us in? Uh, Is it the yes. USCF or the FEI? FEI already has the rule okay. for flu. So this is just bringing up the uh, up USEF to the FEI level. So what it says is um, at Federation licensed competitions, horses entering the grounds must be accompanied by a documentation of equine influenza and equine herpes, which is also known as rhino virus. Right. And they have to have that within six months of entering the stable. Um, and if you don't have the proof of that, you may, it says you may be asked to leave the grounds, but what they will probably do is ask you to, um, take their temperature twice a day and you have to report that to competition management. And that's because of all the outbreaks that we've been having. And also you can take, you can take, um, rhinovirus actually back to your barn. They can be a carrier. And if you have any pregnant mares at home, that then they're susceptible to that. They can uh, abort from that, things like that. But the vaccine, unfortunately, does not protect against the neurologic form of rhino. And that's the, the one that everybody is really afraid of. Mm-hmm. So you've heard of that, right? right? The neurologic form of rhino. And they get, um, uh, they'll be at a competition, they'll have an outbreak, and then there'll be a couple horses down. And then everybody like, gets in the trailer and like drives home as fast as they can, <laughs> which is probably not the best thing. But, um, and so in my practice, when I do uh, FEI horses, they have a passport and then I, I fill out their flu records in their passport. FEI actually doesn't um, require rhinovirus because they don't have that in Europe. But for us in the United States, it's very common to do flu and rhino together in one shot. Um, the vaccine that I use for my clients is the intranasal vaccine. It's called Calvenza. And I like the intranasal vaccine because it gives immunity in the nose, right? So they carry antibodies in the mucus in their nose to the virus. So when they breathe it in, hopefully they'll kill it there with the antibodies. Where you do injectable, you are making antibodies, but you're making antibodies in the blood. So when so when they, they have to breathe it in, it has to get in the bloodstream, and then your antibodies um, attack it. And if you are, um, I'm sure you and Jennifer give your own vaccines, right? You don't have a veterinarian give your vaccines? Uh, Jennifer, well, Jennifer gives the vaccines and the vet, you know, does the things the vet have to do. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, that's really common. When I was 13, my trainer, like, insisted we all learn how to give our vaccines. So... Uh, if you do do your own vaccines, um, then you need to, there's a couple of hoops you have to jump through to prove that you've done that. And you have to show the receipt that you bought it, right. that you bought it at the store and um, have the serial number and the expiration date and then the date that you give it. Uh, on the US So like you make copies of your Coggins, you would make copies of that to bring with you. Yeah, you make copies okay. of that. So if you buy it from Valley Vet or wherever, then you just keep that copy. You put it in your Coggins book or whatever and just write down the serial number. And a lot of these vaccines, if you if you buy the single-dose vaccines, the, it has a sticker, the label. You can just tear it off and put that, you know, just stick it on your Coggins. Oh, that's a good idea. Um, also, with our new um, picture Coggins, um, you know, for my clients, I can put in vaccines onto their Coggins form. 
So I always put in their rabies when they have their last rabies. There is a space for the, the flu and rhino vaccines now, although we only do the Coggins once a year. So you might need another form, you know, if, because you need this vaccine every six months. But the USEF has a, um, has a form that you can download, uh, that you can just, it just has these little boxes. You just fill in the information. As the veterinarian, I sign off on that and stamp it. But as a, a horse owner, you could fill that out and then show that with your proof of the receipt of the vaccine. And now uh, you just do the picture, Coggins. We our vet doesn't do that. Is that going? You think that's going to become mandatory at some point? Um, I I think it should be mandatory. And plus, your vet should do it. It's so much easier because you don't have to draw those pictures. Like well, when yeah, he gets an it, Appaloosa, and with technology sorry, today, he's not doing the pictures. You know, with technology today, he has a camera on his phone. It'd be easy for him to do. Uh, yeah, and you know, with with my picture, Coggins. Um, you know, I've been doing these since 2004. No, not 2004. 2007, I think, they started. So any horses that I have in the practice from then just have the same picture. I don't have to upload the picture every time. All their information's in there. So when I do a repeat Coggins, all I have to do is, like, click three buttons and it's done. And then... um the owner can actually log on to the site and print their own Coggins off once it's in. So, you know, gone are the days when it's Sunday morning and you're leaving for the horse show and you don't have your Coggins and your vet office is not open. Plus, I don't I've like never calls. done that. <laughs> I don't like to get calls on Sunday morning. Like, when do you have my Coggins? Oh, every damn time we go someplace, Jennifer's like, oh, where do I put the Coggins? <laughs> I know. But see, and you know what I always tell people to do? As I say, go online and they can make their little profile and they can have access to all their Coggins. So if they lose it, they can print it out. I mean, if they lose it, they can print out a new one anytime. But you can also download a PDF and just keep it on your phone so or on your iPad. So when you're filling out your entry forms, like, you know, now in Combined Driving, we have a lot of online entries, thanks to Ellen Ettinger. You just send her your, you just email her your Coggins and then she has it. <laughs> it is a great idea, though. And it, it also stops a lot of fraud. Well, and uh, especially with... Um, you know, when I used to go over the Florida state line, we have to go to the, the health, through the, the, the ag checks. And I had my team. I had six black horses that all look alike, right? It, on the picture Coggins, I mean, on the drawing Coggins, they had to get in there with the flashlight, blah, blah, blah. But now with the picture, you can see their face. You see what they look like. So you're right. It does stop a lot of fraud. Well, thank you to Dr. Wendy. And of course, this health segment was brought to you by the Horse Nutrition Podcast on the Horse Radio Network. Now in their third season, each show highlights some of the world's most extraordinary horses, how they're trained and what kind of nutrition they're given to help fuel their performances. Episodes this year include training Hollywood movie horses, therapy horses, and also a look at charro horsemanship. It's all part of Purina's Full Rain documentary series. Go to PurinaMills.com slash Full Rain to see all the films, interviews, and podcasts, of course. And of course, you can find their podcast on the Horse Radio Network as well. (laughs) 
It's time. It's time. And we're going to start the weird news segment out in Germany. And actually, Germany, congratulations to all of our German listeners. Two weird news stories come from your uh, wonderful country. Oh, they're representing today. Uh, they are. We, I think this is our first German weird news. And uh, we're going to have two. So uh, first one is, God love Germany. They have lots of nudist beaches. Okay. So <laughs> uh, there's a guy and he's on the beach in Germany and he is, uh, sunbathing, you know, as you do. And he gets a little hot and decides to go into the water. Well, while he's in the water, some wild pigs come out and they, um, I don't know what he was doing with a full pizza. Uh, maybe he was, Gonna have a snack post sunbathing, um, but he's got a pizza, and uh, the pigs steal his pizza. And so th there are people like watching. The wild pig grabbed his pizza, and she had two pig piglets with her, and they all devour the pizza. And everybody is kind of watching and laughing because there's apparently a lot of people on the beach sunbathing. It's not just this one guy. Um, and also, then mm, they finish the pizza. He's alerted to the fact that they're eating his pizza. And the cell then grabs his bag with all his stuff in it and starts taking it into the woods. Okay. <laughs> well, the problem is the pig, the sow, stole his bag with his laptop in it. Okay. I love weird news headlines because German wild pig steals laptop from nudist is the, <laughs> is the headline. He has to then... Leaves you know what's the sad is that pig probably has better internet than we do. <laughs> he leaves the water, goes running up, and has to wrestle his bag with his laptop in it away from a pig while stealing, naked, while completely naked, with the ongoing crowd cheering for him. <laughs> God, please tell me there's a video, please, please, please. Oh man, wouldn't that be great? I don't know. Maybe you could find it, but um, apparently there are photos of the incident <laughs> where the man is wrestling his backpack away from a pig <laughs> naked. <laughs> I don't want to see a video. On <laughs> okay. That might've been one of your best ones. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to stay in Germany for this one because there's a little town in Germany and um, it's a residence in a Berlin suburb and they'd been complaining about, like, you know, when you go home and you take your shoes off outside and then you go in your house. Well, in this neighborhood in Berlin, people had been like losing shoes. They just started disappearing. And, 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 and like lots and lots of people are complaining about somebody stealing a shoe, not two, sometimes both, but for the most part, just one, somebody was just stealing one shoe, not left, not right. Just randomly stealing shoes. The culprit, it turned out. Raccoon. A fox. A fox. A fox. Oh. Was caught in the act with a pair of blue flip-flops in his <laughs> mouth, according to a ring. God, thank God for ring. Uh, because it caught the fox's colorful shoe haul, because then they followed the fox and uh, found over 100 shoes that had been stolen. Everybody's really sick of COVID, including the animals in Germany. They're just <laughs> done. It's over it. It's <laughs> over it. So yeah, over 100 shoes. Now look, there are pictures. And um, Felix Hackenbrush uh, tweeted a picture of the fox stealing and walking away with a flip-flop. 
And then they found the hall. Now, looking at the shoes, what was he doing? Was he building the pyramid? What was he doing with them? They said that probably he was stealing them for his her kits, uh, her baby babies to play with. <laughs> because <laughs> new toys. but there's a there's a theme, and I'm looking at the picture of all the stolen shoes, and they all apparently Crocs are very popular in Germany. They are actually yes. Yes, all of the shoes that are stolen, minus I see in the picture, minus one, are all plastic shoes, either plastic flip flops oh. or Crocs or Croc type uh, <laughs> shoes like that leather. you would slip on. <laughs> it doesn't like leather. It prefers the plastic. Isn't that there you funny? Go. Yeah, wow. just stealing shoes. And uh, yeah. now the mystery quarantine. I'm done quarantining. I'm getting out. I'm gonna go go cause <laughs> some mischief. <laughs> We're going to head back to the uh, United States. No, and Florida, right? You're going to Florida, right? No. Oh, today, wow. we're going to head over to Idaho because Idaho is a state, you know, it's famous for potatoes and wide open spaces and it's cold there and it's not swampland. And um, we're going to head to Nampa in Idaho. There's a town called Nampa and um, <laughs> they all of a sudden the police got a phone call. And um, Cap Corporal Tonam Merrick, a 20-year veteran of the Nampa Police Department in Idaho, in his entire life had never seen an alligator until now. Uh, this the the quote is: "This is Nampa, Idaho, not Tampa, Florida." But we found ourselves helping Idaho fish and game on a call last night. Occasionally, we heard cows horses, deer, even a moose last year, but a six foot alligator in Nampa. No, they had to go and deal with a six foot alligator that was wandering the streets in Nampa, Idaho. What the hell was, who has an alligator? I'll tell you exactly who they come to Florida. They go to those little baby alligator selling places that should be illegal. They buy one thinking it's cute when it's a foot long and then they bring it home, and then they can't handle it because it outgrows the bathtub. So they let it loose, and there you go. <laughs> it, <laughs> it, got, it got bigger, and yeah. apparently the residents, Idaho residents are allowed to own exotic pets with special permits. And there was a man who was, he says, cleaning his alligator's cage, and the alligator escaped. And he has since been reunited with its owner, but they, uh, she but there says are several cats was, and dogs in the neighborhood missing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> One of the weirdest experiences of her entire 25 year career. <laughs> she said, this is definitely something we never thought we would see. And will probably never will again. They did capture it. They had to put rubber bands around its jaw or like tie its mouth shut yeah. to return it. They duct catch tape it them sometimes. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Duct tape's good for so many things. Do you have one more? One one more. Okay, Okay, I guess this could happen to anybody, and and it it happens. um, And I'm trying to find where this happened. Um, I'll get to that. And um, there's a a man who was skydiving. God love him. He he just decided he was going to seek adventure. And his name is Joseph... Marzalkowski, Marzalkowski, Joseph Marzalkowski was a, a, a soybean farmer and he saw a social media post because there was a man, Ma, Mr. Marcus, I don't know. This can't be from the United States. I'm trying to find it. Um, <laughs> decided to go skydiving 
and he went skydiving and he was really excited as he was, this is in, in Vermont. Okay. And he decided to jump out of the airplane. But, um, what he didn't realize is that in the midst of the fall, his prosthetic leg came off. Okay. His prosthetic leg came off. He was doing a tandem jump and he was like, so excited. And then they go to land and he's like, Oh shoot, where's my leg? I'm missing my leg. Did you know prosthetic limbs? are very expensive. Yeah, they're very expensive, like thousands and thousands of dollars. $20,000. It was two months old. It cost him $20,000. He's like, oh my God, my insurance company is never going to replace it. So he sends out a social media post. Please, somebody, please find my oh, leg. Oh, he did. He didn't. I, I thought he saw where it landed. No, he didn't. No, did not see. <laughs> did not realize it fell off until he. They went to deploy the parachute, and he's like, "Oh my god, I'm missing a leg." Um, so they got down safely, so, though. They, soybean they, farmer Joseph Marzakowski <laughs> had a sneaking suspicion. He knew where the leg may have landed. He is a soybean farmer, and he said that it. He just—he was like, you know what? I bet. Let me. I'm gonna go look in my field because we're about to bring the combine out, and the combine is gonna suck up everything and destroy everything. And um, he said it was like finding a needle in a haystack, but he found the leg in his soybean <sighs> field. And people sometimes don't suck. He returned the leg to the owner, and uh, the soybean farmer then uh, got all his soybeans. Yay! <laughs> he found his leg. leg. And it wasn't all broken into pieces. It was <laughs> so. not sucked up into the combine, yeah. <laughs> as they describe on the. I'm just really happy that there were no Floridas today. I'm, I'm thrilled. No Floridas. <laughs> I mean, it was compared to Florida, but yeah, no Floridas today. And if you guys see weird news, you can send them to me at Jamie at horseradionetwork.com. Because uh, that's what I do at four o'clock in the morning when I have to go yard a freaking stud colt is uh, then I'm awake. And this is what I do is I well, find weird stories. What also is crappy list Wednesday. And I do have a crappy list that I found on Facebook yesterday. It was posted a bunch of places. It, and I love this one being a horse husband. It was if equestrians were honest with their Facebook posts. Do you know how oh, we always God. are only posting the good things and nobody ever posts the bad things on Facebook? Unless well, of it's, course of course, not. involving politics. But when it's about yourself, or Zeus. Yeah, or Zeus. You never really, you always make it sound better than it was because really we're all in living life in denial anyway. Um, so this was really good. I love this one. Uh, there were a couple on here I want to go over. Nobody ever posts, had a totally, total, totally mediocre ride today at the show and fell middle of the pack in the class. Hashtag standard. Nobody ever Dude, posts that. <laughs> I got a Facebook memory yesterday and it was from the first time I took Zeus novice and um, it was like, we're in fourth place out of four. Four. Yeah. That's also <laughs> on the list. I came in first and you were the only one in the class that's on the list too. Yeah. Uh, I haven't washed my saddle pad since I bought it a year ago. Still not going to hashtag durable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's because most of the time it's in the back of your car. Um, that's where you'll find it there. It smells so good. Uh, Yeah, it smells good in there. Uh, hash or this one's hashtag big grit treats. I didn't clean my bridle today. Probably won't tomorrow either (laughs) or the next day or the next day. Hashtag bit grit treats. I I got, I have started washing the harness because I got this suggestion from a bunch of people that drive that you wash your synthetic harnesses in the dishwasher. 
Yes, I'm a horse husband allowing it to be washed in the dishwasher. Jennifer, by the way, has never let me hear the end of that. But I got the ticket. It came out so clean the last time. It was really gross. And it came out so clean the last time. I let it soak in a muck tub. Now, harnesses, you know harnesses, you drove. They're big. They're clunky. They're a lot of parts. So I let it soak, a bridle and all, bit and all, in a muck tub full of just ivory soap for an entire day. And then I put it in the dishwasher, and it was sparkling clean. I couldn't believe how. Th- there's, there's my tip for all of you with harness. <laughs> I wouldn't do that with a leather harness. Probably stick to a synthetic Always harness for synthetic. that. Yeah, yeah. How about I won my class today because I was the only one in it. Yep, well, everybody's done that. You've done that many times. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, I used the same bridle on two horses because I didn't want to clean two. I thought everybody used the same bridle on multiple horses. Do people clean bridles every time they use it. Weird. Yeah, that is weird. And you use the same bridle on multiple horses, don't you? Oh, yeah. All yeah. the starter horses have the I same thought, bridle, same bit. I didn't know that was a thing not to. <laughs> I thought that was just <laughs> what people did. Uh, rode bareback today because I'm too lazy to tack up. Again, I thought that was just something everybody did. <laughs> That's just a given. Uh, body clipped my horse this afternoon and saved the legs for later. <laughs> never going to happen. Yeah. Hashtag never going to happen. <laughs> uh, and legs are a pain. There are so many nooks and crannies in legs. Uh, I do like doing the bodies, and then I leave the legs for Jennifer. But I like I like clipping the bodies. I think it's fun. I got here. Here, I'll be honest about one of my horses, Baby Zara, who I imprinted with a hair dryer at birth. You know, she she's I've had her her whole entire life, and she has never had a bad experience with clippers. That heifer will murder you if you bring bring clippers next to her. So every day, so I've got the toothbrush on a stick. I'm putting it like I put the, the toothbrush on toothbrush. a yeah on a stick, and now I can touch her all over with that. And then I and go, then I'm you like, put okay. Chad's toothbrush back in the house. Yeah, it's not important whose toothbrush it is. Um, and so, yeah, why is there sticky duct tape residue on my? Do- I don't know. That's weird. That's weird. I would never do that. Um, and so, yeah, I did that. And then I go, I'm like in incrementally next to be the clippers. And so I got the clippers. Nope. She'll still murder you. So, um, I'm, I'm working on that. <laughs> we were working on clipping, but what the hell? She's never had a bad day with a clipper. I mean, come on. Thank God. Like, I just think like if I sell her before I figure this out, She's going to have a life of sedation. <laughs> Nobody clipped her when you weren't looking, right? And had a traumatic No, I, No, there's been <laughs> you nothing. You would notice that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like the last one on this list, too. This is the things that uh, horse girls never post on social media. Someone was hogging the bathroom, so I peed in my horse's stall while chatting with the people in the barn aisle. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag sorry, not sorry. Now, yeah. about that, I have a sign in my barn that says, smile, you're on camera. Yeah, I don't have any cameras, um, <laughs> but my my farrier, bless her heart, was down by herself in the barn trimming some horses, and and I come down, and she's like, um, so like, uh, who, uh, what the camera, like, what are the who sees the camera stuff, and like, what's it hooked up to? <laughs> and I was like, oh, there's no camera. She's like, oh, thank God. So why? What happened? She's like. I just saw I peed in your stall and like, I didn't want Chad to like look at the camera and see pictures of me peeing in the stall. I was like, you're good. I do it all the time. And we've all done it, the trailer, right? I mean, everybody's done that. You're, you're not a horse person. You haven't peed in the trailer when you've had the horses out. Everybody's I like number 14 myself personally. And we can end with this one. Number 14, horse people are crazy and I am not an exception. 
Again, <laughs> I just thought that was a given. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah we've been doing this show long enough. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I have, I got, Jamie, come over here and sit down in the circle. All right. Uh-oh. I want you to sit in the circle uh, because my name is Glenn and I have a problem. Um, I am addicted Hi, Glenn. to buying watches now. I'm addicted because my friend Neil, you know, he's our editor. He's been an editor of shows for many years. And he started this new online store called Toma Gear, T-O-M-A Gear. Uh, and it's it's a men's store with affordable luxury watches and sunglasses and bracelets and stuff. But I've had this watch fetish for a long time. I'm not making this up. I really have. Uh, so it's something nobody knew about me except Jennifer, who really doesn't b- get the whole watch fetish at all. Um, but... I have just bought my second watch from him and I got it in. What reminded me is I got it in yesterday and it is so nice. It is a really nice watch. It's a Curran watch, which is a good maker, but they're cheap. This is like $49. It's not expensive for a really nice, heavy duty, heavyweight, really sexy watch. Now it has a lot of buttons, which I will not read the directions for and never use ever. I will learn how to fix the time, and that's all that will ever happen with this fancy watch. Uh, because, I, to be honest, my eyes are so bad, I can't even read the little dials that are like five little dials that I don't know what they do. But I can see the hands. So that's the good part. I can actually the see the hands. Part. It's blue with a blue uh, band, and it is, it's a very sexy watch. But he has offered a discount for our listeners, because you know what? Most guys like watches. We don't wear them as much anymore, but I do wear them when I go out now and do stuff. I, I'm back to wearing watch because I only get my phone out every 10 seconds. So I'm actually back to wearing watches again. Uh, but he has affordable watches, rugged watches, outdoor watches, waterproof watches, all different kinds. And, you know, women are buying these watches too. He has some that are kind of unisex watches. Uh, they have leather uh, bands. They have non-leather bands, synthetic bands. I go for the synthetic, and I don't like the bands that are metal. They pull my little hairs out. I don't like them at all. But he has all different kinds. He has really cool sunglasses as well. And he's offering a discount. It's 15% off right now if you order a watch. And he's saying because of COVID, get your orders in early for the holidays. So if you are thinking about getting something for a birthday or your man something for the holidays, uh, order it soon. Use the coupon code HRN. I had him change it. It's just HRN. You'll get a 15% discount on anything on the site. So go to uh, Toma Gear. It is... uh, Oh, geez. I don't even have the website address up here. I just got the watch in, so I was so excited I had to talk about it. Let me look it up. Toma Gear. Toma ShopToma.com. It's shoptoma.com. So uh, you can go there and find it. I'll put a link to it in the show notes as well. And I'll put a little post up with, of a picture of my brand new watch on our Facebook page at Horses in the Morning. So thank you to Neil and the gang. I love what he's doing over there. It's a lot of fun. And he is still editing our shows. He hasn't made enough money to quit yet. So although <laughs> I, I'm helping him. I'm getting him there pretty close. I, you're I, a giver. It's like it's free because it, you're it's giving like it's to free. And uh, Jennifer has said that Probably I'm at my watch limit for the year. So hey, we all have our vices, <laughs> like like the poor fox who likes shoes. You know, I mean, I just everybody bought a case has their to display them in. So does that tell oh you something? <laughs> well, they're sitting in a drawer. I can't see them, so I bought a case, and then I can put them out in my studio, so I can see them. So at least I didn't buy a twenty thousand dollar leg or a thirty five hundred dollar Andalusian. <laughs> but it's like he was free okay? that's right it's just like it was free my no, hobby's cheaper bill. than your hobby by the way Not all of you horse women my hobby's cheaper than your hobby just saying 
Well, we have a new show, another new show. We've added several here in the last couple of months on the Horse Radio Network, and I'm proud to add a new one. It's called the Humble Hoof Podcast. Look, I said it your way. I'm so proud. And the host of the show is Alicia Harloff, and she has been doing the show for quite a while, and we're just adding it on. She's done a great job with it. We're going to find out more about her and what she's about and also about the show. You know, we do a lot of, obviously, we've talked a lot, probably more segments on horses' feet over the last 10 years on this show than anything else. And it's a perfect name because hooves are very humbling. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. That is true, and she is a farrier, so we're going to, oops, we're going to talk to her. Let me get the phone number right. Talk amongst yourselves while I do this. Okay, or we could just edit this out of the <laughs> All right, so we're giving uh, Alicia a call. It is on the app now, on the Horse Radio Network app. It's on the website. Uh, so on horseradionetwork.com. And of course, you can Hello? find on any podcast player. Hi, Alicia. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. You're on with Jamie and Glenn. We're live. Thank you for joining Hello. us. Oh, thank you for having me. Is Now, I know you've done this podcast for a while. Is this your first live appearance? It is. And I'm a little nervous. <laughs> uh, don't be nervous. It's just us. I mean, you know, nobody <laughs> listens to this show, so it's fine. So, uh <laughs> right. Before we start, we have a very important thing, and you're going to be the final decider of this. Oh, gosh. How, we've been fighting about this for 10 years, 2,500 episodes on this show. How do you say the word H-O-O-F? Huff. Thank you. Damn it. Uh, that's it. You're, you're off. British, I'm taking Glenn. her off the network. She's not allowed to be on anymore. That's it. Uh, you know you're what? done. Enough, because like I swear, he says it like he's British, right? So he says hoof, and I'm like, dogs don't woof, dogs woof, like it's a thing. Like, yeah, but American. we've had a lot of people on the show that pronounce it my way. Is it a territorial thing? Who pronounces it one way or another? What's the story? You know. I actually get super anxious when I'm asked to say the plural of that because I'm not, I, I don't know if I should say hooves or hooves. And actually, if you listen to my podcast, I try to never say the plural. I just say feet because <laughs> I'll say hoof, but yeah. Because I, I hoofs up, sounds stupid. That's why. It sounds stupid. <laughs> How do you listen, say the plural, Jamie? They're Miss Know It All. It's hooves. It's hooves. It's a. It's a hoof. It's a hooves. But there's a v. Like it does change the spelling. Hooves. But don't don't feel bad because you're normal and 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 you're correct. Is what it comes down to. <laughs> I have had a few barriers over the years that have backed me up on this, but they mostly live where I grew up, like in the Pennsylvania, Maryland area. Uh, well, I th- I'm from Boston, so I I would think it would be similar. Yeah. Listen, no, you guys are weird don't, up there. Don't you're, explain anything. You are right. You're good. Welcome to the network. Now, now I'll listen to your show. All right. I think I think she's oh, done. Oh, thank you. Um, so, Alicia, <laughs> tell us about. You're up in uh, the North Shore, Massachusetts. By the way, we lived up there. We lived in Beverly. My wife worked as the manager of the Myopia Hunt Club for a while. Oh, that's awesome! I live just two miles from Myopia. So, oh wow! Yeah. Right. Right around there i know exactly where you are i've been on that road many times up to ipswich uh so yeah i know it well so now you are a farrier um i usually call myself a hoof care provider just because i don't work with metal i do composite glue on shoeing i do barefoot boots and pads casting 
Um, but I don't nail or use metal shoes. Got it. Okay. So how did you get into the, how did you get into the, the foot care side of things? Yeah. Well, to make a pretty long story short, my horse was diagnosed with navicular and the vet basically told me that it would be a you know lifelong issue that would eventually cause him to have to be retired or even put to sleep. And I'm super stubborn. So I decided that wasn't going to happen and researched everything I could. Um, I found a, a navicular rehab facility in England and flew there. I was like, I need to learn what they're doing because if they're fixing it and they're rehabbing it to soundness, why can't I do that? Um, and from there just became an, an obsession. So <laughs> it just snowballed and I'm still learning as much as I can. Are you, Now you were a, a public school teacher, but you're actually doing this full time now, right? Yeah, I was a public school teacher for 10 years. Well, technically nine years in the classroom. The last year I took a year leave of absence to really focus on hoof care. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I felt like it wasn't fair to my students during prep periods to be researching feet <laughs> and not how to teach them better. So <laughs> I decided to, you know, leave that behind. And, and I honestly, to be 100% honest, I don't miss it. I love what I do. I love working. Especially with right now. I love rehabbing. Feet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. I'm so glad. I'm honestly, I'm glad I'm not having to worry about teaching remotely or figuring out what to do in the classroom or yeah. So now you start, why did you start the show? It's called the humble how do you say it Huff. again? Huff. Yeah, the humble hoof. <laughs> okay, how, yep. how do you, how, um, I'm just kidding. Um, so uh, how 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 why did you start the show? Yeah, a friend of mine actually was asking for podcast recommendations in a in actually a hoof care Facebook group, and I jokingly commented saying, "Oh, haha! Wouldn't it be so funny if I started a hoof care podcast? My husband does audio visual stuff. I have all the equipment. I could just do it." And I had like 30 people responding and saying, that'd be great. I would totally listen. You should do it. And I asked my husband how hard it would be to set up. And he said, really easy. You just plug this into here and then you press record. And I said, okay, I guess I'll try calling people and see if they'll talk to me. And it, it has been so fun. I get to talk to so many different people and people that used to, are, are still idols in my mind that will talk to me on the phone. I mean, that's just amazing to me that I can have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with people who have written books or teach clinics. And it's been great. What, what, what did you have a, a goal in mind for the podcast? Were you going to cover everything feet or a certain Avenue, a certain niche? When I started it, I sort of wanted it to be about educating owners about why we do what we do, but also kind of continuing education for other farriers and health care providers. And I do try to obviously always make it hoof related, but I wanted to encompass a lot of different topics. So we talk about nutrition in the hoof, um, how body work affects feet, how, you know, their biomechanics um, might indicate something else going on in the body and their lower limb, um, you know, ways to approach laminitis, founder, navicular. So I try to encompass a lot of different topics, but obviously all hoof related. And it comes out twice a month, right? Yes. Okay. So it's actually have one coming out this Friday. So it'll be the second and fourth Friday of every month. Got and, it. And um, this week will be about. Sorry. And what episode number are you on now? 
Uh, this will be 22. 22. So if you're just joining in to the Humble Hoof podcast, you can uh, you can go back and listen to all the past episodes as well. It is on the Horse Radio Network app right now, and that has all the past episodes on it. We have put it also on on our website. And of course, you can find it on any podcast player. I, I think you're out in all of them now. If I, if I, I double-checked a bunch of them and you were there, so they can find you almost anywhere, right? Awesome. Yeah, as far as I know, I haven't had anyone say they can't find me. So if you can't, then let me know. <laughs> and you will find you also you have a blog and you have a website. Tell us about that. Yeah, I have a blog. I, I need to be writing more about it. But usually, if I find a really interesting topic of conversation that a lot of people are asking about, I try to, con- you know, concisely write and, and compile a bunch of different resources for people to look into, you know, ideas about nutrition or ideas about reading x-rays or um, navicular rehab. And that can be found on my website at thehumblehoof.com. Um, and yeah, you know, I, I add some rehab photos in my on my website. Uh, and obviously, it has a little bit more about me and, and what I do. And I love she has some shirts on there, Jamie. The one I like is I like big frogs and I cannot lie. <laughs> There's an inside yeah. joke. <laughs> yeah, I had um I had a few people tell me some things that they would love to see and people have actually bought the shirts with the things on them and and I have some. I think they're just fun to wear around. People think I'm crazy, but you got to if you're passionate about something, you kind of got to live it up. I, there are some really funny ones on here. I like these. Uh, keep cal- calm and balance your minerals. Uh, yep. <laughs> are you checking out my dirt tan? <laughs> That's really good that, for any horse girl. Yeah. <laughs> but I do like the big frog ones. That, that, that is definitely inside humor right there. That's great. <laughs> so this is terrific. And you obviously also work on uh, feet up there if, if people live in the North Shore of Massachusetts. And there's a lot of horses in that area. Yeah, it's a super horsey area. It's kind of like horse country. I see about 200 horses every cycle, every four to five weeks right now. You know, we lived up there, and we moved out after we had 92 inches of snow the one year, and that was it. (laughs) That was the end of that. Oh, my goodness. That year, horses were crawling out of their paddocks because the snow was packed down to the top of their fence line. You remember so that year. Right <laughs> yeah. yeah. I thought that was, was... just every year. Up there, <laughs> Literally, the fence, yeah, we... the drifts went over the top of the fences and horses were just walking over. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, it was it was a nightmare. It was, oh my goodness. I, I love having horses, but in the winter, it can be tough. Yeah, you guys are in a tough spot because if you're not getting a lot of snow, you're getting a lot of ice. It's one of the two because right. you're so close to the coast. But you know, if you're into seafood, that's also the place to live. That's where that's where oh, you want to be. Fried clams, that's the place. Right there. Yep, absolutely. Well, this is great. Yeah. Thank you so much. I'm so excited that you're on the network. Uh, you know, we've done so many segments on foot care over the years, and I, I just thought, you know, it's about time that, that we have a show on the network, and I'm so glad yours is it. And people can hop on there and listen to past episodes. It's so easy to find. It's also, for those of you, we have a couple thousand people that listen to the all 
shows feed of the Horse Radio Network All Shows feed that has every episode of every show we do. And a couple of people said, what's this on here? Because they saw it pop up <laughs> last week. So that's it's on there now. The first couple of episodes are on there. So you can listen to them there as well. And then we'll look for another Great. one coming out this Friday. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be a part of this. And can't wait to see what's to come. So thank it's, you. It's thehumblehoof.com is where you can find it. And I'm saying hoof only because I... I'm sick of Jamie. That's the reason I'm saying it. Because you know we're right, is why you're saying it. <laughs> the com is where you can find it, all the information. Thank you, Alicia. Appreciate it. Thank you. Have a great day. Right, bye. bye, girl. God, even she can't get it right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, listeners, uh, auditors, hang on. We're going to have a post-show for you. We're going to talk about something. Um, and uh, we'll be back with that right after we say goodbye. Tomorrow is, we- uh, not Wendy, tomorrow is Mary and Jennifer will be here with some training advice for you all. I know a lot of you really like when those two get nerdy and, and talk about training. And then Friday, we have really bad ads. It's going to be a lot uh, a lot of really bad ads, and you're, what was it, $500 worth of prizes? So get your ads in. Get them in now. So you want to get them and into you, Jennifer at HorseRadioNetwork.com. If you name my horse, then you get a box of crap That's in the right. closet, which is name usually really good stuff. And, hey, on Friday, let's go over the names that you've gotten. Don't pick okay. before Friday, and we'll, we'll kind of go over it on the show, okay? Okay. And uh, then whatever you pick, I will definitely not go Not with. pick. Right. I know. So I will tell you the ones to eliminate by picking them. I'll help you. Uh, we'll do it that way. So uh, that'll be on Friday's show. You can look forward to that. There's excitement for you, everybody. That's what you want, to look for. <laughs> you want to look forward to that. And also, I will remind you, go get your voicemails in. Go to horsesinthemorning.com. Click on the voicemail on the right side. Talk a little bit about how long you've been listening to the show or, or what you like about the show. And we'll put it up on the 2500th episode. That'll be next Wednesday. Or call in live that day. We want to hear from everybody. We have thousands of you out there. We should have to do this the entire day. Uh, if everybody submits. So definitely do that. We need them by the end of the day on Saturday because it's going to take some time to get those together. So that, and then we'll talk a little bit about our favorite things next week. Uh, you know, what what we've enjoyed over the years. And it's just going to be kind of a little bit of reminiscing and hanging out with all of you. That's that's what we have planned for the 2500th episode because you're the one. I think you just have happen. to say the 2500th episode. It's so hard to say. 2500th <laughs> It's so is hard not to a say. thing. It's so hard to say. It really is hard to what say. What is the past tense of 2500? Like the, the, the 2500th episode? I don't know. You're going to have know. to figure it out. 2,500 episodes. How about we just cut it out all together and just say 2,500 episodes? Perfect. Very good. That's it for today. We'll see you all on Friday. Auditors, hang around. All right. Spade, neuter, geld. 